So what was it like being on University Challenge and kind of being in front of the bright lights and, and the cameras? It was pretty bizarre, to be honest with you. Um, you get used to it. I think I probably after about the first episode, you get used to the lights and the situation. But it is very strange sort of looking out from the set. And actually, in the first episode, I was the furthest, if you imagine the set, the furthest participant from Jeremy Paxman. And there was this guy who's like this hyper real individual wearing loads of makeup in the sort of dim distance that my eyes couldn't quite focus on. It was like there was some sort of doll sitting there who happened to be talking. It was very strange. How about you, Tom? Um, yeah, similar to Adam. I think certainly having watched having watched the program for so long and then suddenly being sort of on the other end of the cameras, it's it's um, it, it's it's an environment that you're, you're you're kind of familiar with from a distance from the TV, but then suddenly to be looking out at the cameras and the audience and having Paxman sitting at the desk, it, it, yeah, it's a it's a very odd experience, but. Um, and it makes it strange watching it again now. Because um, I think it was recorded quite a long time ago, right? About 12, 12 months ago, the actual series. Is that right? Yeah, through from um, January 2012 to, uh, yeah, towards the end of April 2012, space spread out over a few weekends. So were, were you guys ever ever nervous before, before, the, before the show or, or during, during the show even? Well, I mean, I suppose in some ways, I, I think probably before the first couple of episodes more than the others, um, sort of then get in more of a, you kind of get in some sort of that, that space which you talk about being, being in the zone, it sounds very cheesy, but you kind of do get that a bit more. Um, and you sort of, so you sort of get, I found that I got past the nervousness, but. I think there was, there was a, yeah, certainly a bit of nervousness before them, partic- particularly before the first few episodes, because it's, it's, you just don't know what to expect, really. You don't know how the whole situation works. But then you do get used to it. I wouldn't say that it quite becomes normal, but um, you, yeah, by the time you've done one or two, then, then you become more used to the situation. So are the shows recorded in, in, in blocks, then? Yeah, so you, you're kind of told to block out a few weekends um, in advance. Um, like when they first tell you you're even getting interviewed to be on the show. Um, I mean, the whole application process is a whole other thing. But um, so you block those out and then near the time they say, oh, you're going to film um, one this coming weekend or one. And if you get through, maybe another one. And so you just sort of you're teed up a few weeks in advance for it. So um, how, how did you guys come to apply for for the show and um, or a place on, on the show? How, how, how did it work at UCL? Um, so you the the student union puts up posters in various different parts of the university and they invite people to turn up for um it, essentially like a big pub quiz when you're <laughs> sitting you sit on your own with a sheet of paper and they read out questions in a, in one of the lecture theaters um and then there are two rounds like that and then the last round is a uh, there's 10 of you with buzzers answering questions you then kind of picked based on your yeah. expertise or like areas of knowledge so it wasn't quite that scientific I don't, well I mean it was scientific in, in that it was very data driven right you had I think it was see, Tom's right there were two rounds of sitting in lecture theatres the first round they were split in two um, you got 100 questions then then you got another 100 questions in the second round and they accumulated your scores and the people who got the top 
10 scores are then on the buzzers and then the people who did the best on the buzzers the, the five because you have to have a reserve as well okay. um, the five of us who did the best on the buzzers then got through and it may have transpired that I for example I got far worse com- total scores than someone who never even got in the team at all it's possible um, we didn't sit down as it happened it worked out well but we didn't sit down and say oh well you know let's be really tactical we've got this person who knows about this area and this person no I mean we were fortunate that it worked out all right but we could have been better at that so once once you've got the kind of the five the, you know the you, you um you four and, and the one reserve um how how do you go around preparing for something like like this so our, our preparation wasn't particularly um systematic but we <laughs> we um there's a university challenge quiz book that you can get so we we i think there were a few evenings when we met as a as a group to Go through some of the questions. With some, the the union has some buzzers which they used for the selection, and we borrowed those as well. But um, it wasn't much more than that. And going through a quiz on the train up to Manchester. Mm. Really, I I thought you would have prepared loads, but well, you make I it all sound quite relaxed. So I um I did a little bit. Of, I memorised a few lists of things, um, but there's not very much you can spend time on memorising. I mean the the you can't exactly learn classical music in three months or whatever. It's it's many of the questions just aren't susceptible to that kind of mm. preparation. I don't think. To me, it always seems like the music's one of the hardest to prepare for, or almost because you either, as you say, you either you either know it, yeah. you have a good knowledge of classical music because you've been brought up, your parents yeah. listen to it. Or, or yeah, I, th- I think, and I think the same is true of things like uh, the, the literature and art questions and those sorts of things. Um, you kind of either have a background in that or not. But then the flip side of that is that I, Tom, I don't understand half the questions that Tom answers because I don't have a science background pretty much at all. Mm. So you know, half the time I'm just sitting there thinking, well, <laughs> I may as well not be here. <laughs> I think there's there's quite a lot of um, Simon and Adam talking across me in the in the um, filmed episodes as well when it. When anything particularly philosophical came up, I've got, <laughs> got a bit of knowledge, but not not to the point where I felt I could weigh in to their discussions. Because <laughs> Simon does um, he's sort of science and technology studies, am I right? So he does, he's got a bit of philosophy from that, has he? He's, he's doing science. his yeah, BA in, I think it's history and philosophy of science. And I think his first BA was in something like chemistry or something as well. So he can also dredge up some more technical <laughs> stuff from the depths of his mind. So what's it like backstage or even kind of on the programme with, with other teams? Do you find there any kind of interesting rivalries which are kind of come to a head throughout the series? Um, it was, it seemed quite relaxed for the most part. We were, they, f- they filmed all the episodes in blocks over weekends, so you'd be waiting in the green room with the other teams while you were waiting to go on. And they'd, they'd sometimes show the episodes being filmed on a screen but most of the time we'd just be assisting around they had some newspapers out and uh, gave us some coffee and <laughs> it was it was yeah it was very relaxed um so what's paxman like then is he any different when the cameras are off yeah well, we we sort of interacted with him a bit um you certainly got it's great fun. I mean, like on 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 the set, there clearly all these people have been working together for years, and they just sort of play pranks on each other and stuff. All the production team, um, and that Paxman included. Um, so he just he certainly seemed like a perfectly decent bloke. We had a bit of a beer with him after one of the recording sessions. He seemed like a good guy. So um, 
best and worst moments of the competition? I don't know. I guess the I, th- I suppose the the best one is actually just sitting there when the music starts playing because the music plays in the studio as it plays at the beginning of the program on the television and sitting there and trying not to laugh I mean, every <laughs> single time. It didn't matter which episode it was. I was still having to try really hard not to laugh when this flipping music was playing. Just all. I think in the first episode I froze a bit and on the pretty much the first question that wasn't great. But um, I, yeah, I don't really I don't think there were any particularly negative moments and. Yeah, as a whole, it was good fun. I don't know. It's it's obviously quite gratifying to to buzz in really quickly and um and actually get it right. If you answer that quickly, people are just like, how do you know that? And it's just most of the time, it's a completely instinctive thing, and you're willing to take the risk. And sometimes you look like a genius, and other times you look like an absolute idiot. It just triggers something, I suppose. Yeah, and you end up in a situation. I don't know if Tom found this as well. Um, a couple of ones where you have almost this sort of semi. It's not exactly out of body. You have this sort of weird experience where something drops into your head. Like somehow you're given the answer before you've heard enough of the question. You have no idea how that came into your head. And then you sort of reason with yourself and see that actually it was the right one. And you press the buzzer and it turns, lo and behold, it turns out to be the right one. Very, very strange. It's, it, it seems like it's rarely a case of actually knowing the answer. It's more kind of having a bit of a guess based on what you know, what you recognize in the question. And sometimes it turns out to be right. Maybe it's different for other people. I don't know. Maybe other people do know the answers. You're all very modest. Both of you are very modest. Well, um, it, it could be that you do know the answer, but the way that you're answer, you're, the way you're responding, you should do a neuroscience experiment on it, just wire us up. Um, you, the way that you're responding doesn't feel like you're doing it on the basis like, oh, I, I have, I feel I have concrete knowledge of this thing here and I'm going to answer about it. It's more, as, as Tom says, it's more, am I willing to have a punt based on this sort of stuff that's kind of nebulously hanging around in my head and give it a go? Um, which I guess is a particular skill in itself anyway. <laughs> so any any plans to carry on doing quizzes? Are you going to clear up on the pub quiz scene? Four well, of you? Or five even? We have talked about it and wholly failed in the last 12 months to actually yeah. do anything about it. <laughs> Maybe it's about time we, we had a go. We did the postgraduate pub quiz. You went? Oh yeah, I can make our, it, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well that was that was part of our preparation for the <laughs> for the tournament. But we, yeah, we haven't done one since and it might be it might be time to organize that. Get banned from Maybe. the pubs of Bloomsbury for being too good. Yeah, like <laughs> like counting cards or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>